0: Down to Tennessee. I ship my trunk down to Tennessee. Hard to tell about a man like me.
1: Don't pull around to the sea to sit down.
2: The All Things Blues and
3: Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm a bold, liberating rock shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes.
0: Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. With me always is Jason. What's going on, man?
2: I am doing okay. How are cool.
0: you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I just decided um, that I'm going to go to the crow show at uh, Mystic Lake Amphitheater in Prior Lake, Minnesota, July 11th. So,
2: well, let's let's talk about this tour sure. announcement that just came out the other day. Yeah. it's Shake Your Money Maker two <laughs> again. Electric Electric Crowalu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it'll be the first time for me to see it. So, um, okay.
4: There you go. I, you know, and you I'm glad should I'm, go. You yeah, should I'm go glad I am
0: it. because I was one. You know, when we first heard about this, that I was a skeptic, and so um, I want to go and check it out. And because you know, people have said it's really good. You guys have all said it's really good. And it was
2: good. It Isaiah was good. plays good. So I'm glad I saw it one time. Now. I don't think I'd be excited to see it again. And good thing is that the crows made it easy because they are not coming in anywhere in Ohio at this point. So okay. I'm not going to make I'm not going to go out of my way to see the same show I already paid for last year at a venue that's probably it's not as nice as what I saw them in.
0: Well, it, it, are they? It seems like they're playing smaller arenas because my buddy Gene that lives near there, mm-hmm. he was like. Uh, Mystic Lake Amphitheater. You made it sound like it's smaller than.
2: I think they're playing smaller places because some are some fairs that they're doing and uh, casinos. Yeah. So, you know, they played Riverbend Amphitheater, which is the huge one in Cincinnati, you know, mm-hmm. that, that gets 10, 15,000 people or whatever it is. Um, and, and Blossom Music Center in Cleveland, which is the same thing. And mm-hmm. they're playing considerably smaller venues this go round. So I don't know yeah. if Live Nation's not throwing the money at them like they did last time or, or not. I don't know what's going on there, but I, I did realize they had a two-year contract to play shake
0: your money. Maker. Right. It, but they did well, didn't they? Ticket sales wise? Yeah. It was yeah. one
2: of the better drawing uh, concerts of the season last year and it got really good reviews. So I don't know what's going on, but for me, I saw, I've seen it, seen the show. I'm good to see mm-hmm. Sh- shake your money maker from start to finish again. I don't need to see it again. Uh, I'll see it when they go back doing whatever the next, the next tour looks like.
0: Right. And like you said, we found, you know, figured out or heard or whatever. Someone knew that they have a two year contract. So that's kind of, I think that kind of like quiets down some of the disappointments. That <laughs> got yeah. Chatted I mean, about. it's still
2: a little bit disappointing, but uh, if you have a contract, you have a contract and the yeah. you need to go out and do it. So you go out and do it. Right. But, again. I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Brian, you get a chance to see it. You haven't seen it. I think you're going to really enjoy it. You know, a lot more seasoning from Isaiah uh, Mm -hmm. on guitar and, you know, a couple other people who are added to the band. So Mm -hmm. they should be on fire.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll probably either be getting lawn seats or like the next level down. It's like camera how much those were 80 or something or 70, it's like fifty in the lawn and seventy in the next section, and then it just goes ninety. Then it goes.
2: Oh yeah, hundred, two hundred, yeah. three hundred.
0: That's like pretty crazy, it gets
2: crazy. And I know they're offering VIP packages and stuff again too. And the, you know, some of our friends have thrown out the prices of some of that.
0: There's the guitar package. What's that all about? Have you seen no, that?
2: No. no. Yeah, there's like a gu-
0: guitar package. It's like, and I don't think that's even, well. Maybe that is the most expensive one. It's like eight hundred and some. Lord.
2: <laughs> better come with a free pair of socks is all i mean. yeah there you go <laughs> i mean you got some other tickets too yeah, another yeah we really right
0: liked. yeah i mean i'm going well uh, my wife and i are going to council bluffs iowa to see tesla at stir cove and that's at Harris. um so it's like a another another casino amphitheater when when i was at blackberry smoke when we were at blackberry smoke in vegas like i'm going wow this this looks just like the space at stir cove and you know, you can look at pictures on Google it and it looks similar. So it's pretty small, you know, but, but hey. that's
2: kind of what Tesla brings in now. Yeah. That's but you know what? They still bring crowds, they sound great. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I've like I told you with Messenger, like I'm waiting for a Ohio date for Tesla. They usually come through Columbus, they came through Columbus in the fall, right? I didn't get a chance to see him. I don't remember why. Uh, but I'm, I'm waiting on a day close by and I'm 100% in if they do that.
0: Okay, yeah, I didn't I I didn't look to see Obviously you've looked to see they're not playing in Ohio, I guess.
2: Yeah, I've looked I've looked to see. It's so, like the closest place any any of the, the crows or Tesla are playing are in Michigan for me. Oh,
0: really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing in Kentucky either?
2: Nothing in Kentucky, nothing in like Fort Wayne, Indiana, which isn't too bad, some Pennsylvania dates which you know, it's about the same, or maybe you know Pittsburgh or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's about the mm-hmm. same. I'd rather go to Michigan than Pittsburgh, but I'm Tesla, not going to go.
0: Tesla on June 24th is also playing this thing called Lakes Jam, which is like probably two hours east of here. Um, considered that show um, possibly is the second one. It's like and Kix is playing on that as well, mm. but like everybody else is playing is like not anybody that I want to see. Right. Um, um, I'm wondering if that's a festival show. Like they might not play as long.
2: So, I'm sure if it's festival, they won't. I think even you're though they're headlining, but still, I think you're making a better choice to go see them. Just yeah,
0: them. see their own show. Because mm-hmm. I haven't, the last two times I saw them, they opened up for Poison, and the time before that, they opened up for Def Leppard. So the right. last, you know, headlining tour of Tesla I saw was like in 2010 or 2011, something like that. Yeah. I think it was in 2010.
2: That Def Leppard show would have been good, but I, you know, I've heard a lot of live stuff recently and Joey L- Elliot quite doesn't hit the notes that he did. And I think they're playing down tuning a little bit to help him out, but you know what? Def Leppard has a lot of good songs.
0: So, so here I'll, I'll actually give an assessment of, you know, my comparison to Def Leppard and Poison. And i uh, you know, obviously from way back then, you know, I prefer, you know, Def Leppard, you know, mm-hmm songs-wise, especially from High and Dry and some of the Pyromania stuff, but now the Def Leppard show really seemed very Vegasy, you know, and the Poison show seemed like they were playing a keg party in your backyard, so I, I preferred that vibe. It was a
2: lot more energy, a lot more fun.
0: Well, I mean, the same amount of energy but just, it just seemed like more, you know they didn't seem like a big corporate kind of thing, they just seemed Got like it. Some guy's playing a, a kegger in your backyard. Not all the
2: pyrotechnics and all the lights and everything crazy. Right. Yeah.
0: Not a big, huge, you know, stage production Or Def Leppard has all the, you know, right. Looks like a bunch of TVs crunched together. In the How back did Brett Michaels sound? As far as I remember, they were, they were good. I mean, good. Okay. I mean, wasn't I mean, He's necessarily... not
2: known for a guy. I mean, there are songs that hit any kind of crazy notes or anything. No, no. Too. So you no. figure they can keep right keep slinging that stuff out pretty successfully for a long time
0: so yeah i mean musical song wise i prefer def leppard but just vibe wise of a show i preferred poison because they didn't come across as rock stars at all like i said they just hey come over to this person's backyard to the keg party and watch even cc
2: was cc playing with them
0: yeah wow all right all right well we're getting too far into the 80s there so <laughs> we we'll just slap ourselves and come back um So we have some great guests this week.
2: We do. We do have some great guests this week, hailing from northeastern Florida, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And we do know some good Southern rock, classic Southern rock influences coming out of there, of course, with the Allman Brothers, right? With Dwayne and Greg, and then parts of Leonard Skinner, correct? All from that part of Florida. And uh, we have a great up and coming band, Got a lot of talent, a lot of power behind me. You guys are going to hear Fortune Child.
0: And we've had Melanie and and Buddy on before on the Quick Hitter uh, on their latest release. Of course, their record Close to the Sun will come out on uh, Tuesday. And that's March 1st. And I am looking forward to that. I I haven't ordered it yet, but I think as soon as uh, we get off this, that's what I'm going to do.
2: All the singles so far, and I think there have been at least four that have come off that album really good if you like just classic like they've got such a classic rock sound like that 70s 80s yeah straight up rock with you know obviously influence the blues and stuff but man i they're a good band i mean melanie's a heavy drummer uh buddy great guitar player um chris is good i mean it's just they're quite the breath of fresh air
0: yeah like you said they do have that kind of like hooky kind of 80s rock thing but it's at the same time it's still kind of sounds unique and sounds maybe a little bit like underground or a little bit outlaw so they really they really uh can cover a lot of ground pretty quick and then you guys will hear who their producer is and so uh they're have they find themselves in some pretty good company which is a good thing for we
2: have all four of the band members yeah too right right even though a couple dropped off but we did get to start with all four
0: so that's got to give a boost to the confidence to, to the career there when you got a great producer. And, of course, we already know that that Melanie played drums for Billy Gibbons. So um, you guys will hear the rest of this. So kick back, relax, get a cold one, and enjoy our conversation with Fortune Child. Uh-huh. We're at the guest segment of the podcast. I got to throw this over to Jason, as I always do, to introduce everybody to our guests this week.
2: And everybody it is. Uh, You know, we've had two of the members on a little bit of, uh, what, about a month ago to do a video, Quick Hitter, and we've got pretty much the full band. Do I got the full band tonight, guys? Yep. All for you? All right. All, yep, four all you. for you. There's it. no secret tambourine or triangle player that's missing from this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, we do have. So we have Samuel Crump. Melanie D. Lorenzo, Jonathan Hello. Ward, and Christian Powers from the band. Fortune Child, how you guys doing? Good. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good, man. I almost said Fortunate Son, and I swear to God, <laughs> I almost said the same <laughs> You're thing.
0: You're thinking about CCR. Yeah. When, was yeah top, man. when
2: we spoke to you guys on the quick hitter, and I had to stop for a second and just make sure I said the right thing. So thanks for Hell joining yeah. us tonight, all the way from yeah. sunny Florida. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Jacksonville, Florida. Beautiful yep.
2: Jacksonville, Florida. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs>
5: it's beautiful but the weather is kind of tricky so you know it's just
0: a little up and down
5: yeah yeah man. it always uh, is
2: yeah i'm <laughs> kind of having
5: a hard time figuring out what to wear every day but
2: you know using <laughs> yeah. in the morning burning hot in the afternoons yeah that's exactly that sounds all <laughs> <about> right <laughs> well thanks for joining us on here this afternoon or this evening afternoon whatever whatever time it is in podcast land and wherever you're listening it is the evening <laughs> for us um we're on the east coast time ryan's on central time uh, but thanks for joining us, Brian.
0: So you guys uh, just want to chat about how the band came together? I know we probably talked about a little bit of that in the quick hitter, but uh, maybe we'll get the extended version. Who wants we, need to start? A, we
2: need the other side of the story of how the <laughs> right. Motley Crew came together. Not the Motley <laughs> Crew, this Motley Crew. Yeah.
5: Uh, I don't know. Uh, Christian, you wanna you wanna give a spell here? Or... Yeah, sure. So I uh, it was. About a year ago now, Buddy gave
3: me a, he shot me a message, was asking about a project that uh, himself and Melanie had been working on. They had some music written and he had seen me sing in a a prior band I was in actually with John. um, We were playing some blues club in Jacksonville and he was like, your vocals are awesome and we really think it would work out. And at the time I was kind of in between bands and I was really kind of itching to get back in one. So it it was kind of perfect timing. And uh, I, I headed up to jacksonville and we jammed one time and i remember thinking i was like holy hell i was like this these these guys <laughs> can play <laughs> yeah. and uh and then uh one thing led to another and they started throwing around names of bass players and they're like do you know this guy jonathan ward and i was like oh my god he's the perfect person to have in this band and uh so well, well, we, why was know, jonathan the perfect person for the band i mean he's not only is he one of the baddest just musicians i've ever met but he's like one of the most level-headed good just good people to be around um he's just a good perfect bandmate um honestly so it just kind of worked out that way and everybody was free we sent him a block of dates the man is one of the busiest people i've ever met and uh, we sent him dates and all of them all of them coincided with free days for him which like we knew off the bat we were like okay we're doing something right so we just kind (laughs) of ran with it and uh That's kind of the way it's been the whole time, just piecing it together, but it's been working
5: out. So, right, yep, yeah, great, exactly, right. Um,
0: Who's next, (laughs) Jonathan? You want
1: to? Yeah, I mean, so as you know, as that story shows, I was the the last person to round out the four piece. So uh, I was just happy to be there. But uh, yeah, Chris, because I didn't know uh, Mel or Buddy yet, but I knew Christian for a while and. He called me up one day and said, "Yeah, I'm playing with these these guys, uh, buddy and Mel, and uh, we kind of we need somebody else." And uh, he was kind. He was like, "I think you would like it. You should come check it out." And so from my side, that's uh, that's really all it was. And I met up with everybody once, and and it was an awesome jam. And I had a good feeling right off, like right. right off yeah. the bat, right that first time that we played together, I could tell that it was. It was a kind of special combination that I was gonna enjoy a lot.
2: Right. Did, did, did they? Te- did you guys them. tell Jonathan like, hey, this is the type of music we're trying to do. Did you have other like bands or things you're with that give, kind of give him an idea? Um, um,
6: I think we, we, he, yeah. he came out, we asked him to come out to like a, a rehearsal and to jam and it just worked out really well. And we liked his personality and he was really chill and he fit in really well. So that's how it kind of came together. And I think we wrote a song that night or that day I think was it don't shoot don't shoot me down
1: yeah yeah we yeah we uh, did that day when I when I was on my way there to do that first practice I had a voice memo that Christian sent me that was an early version of don't shoot me down
4: Mm
1: -hmm. um that you guys had thrown together so I learned that you know in the car on the way there and that that was the first thing we played together it kind of took shape right yeah
5: yeah, you know, everyone. Everyone in this band has a very strong um, vibe about them as far as uh, musicianship. You know, like everyone. Everyone is just very confident in uh, what they can do. But you know, like everyone's super positive about just their ideas. You know, like bringing them to the table. I mean, like when, like when we when we got John in, it was just like, man, like this is just. It was just super, like just electric. I mean, like everything was just super just very Dude, you, you owe film, these but...
2: people money when we get off of here I think <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, everybody's yeah, no, saying
2: very nice things about you.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. John is uh John is one of the sweetest guys. Well mm-hmm. um as far as his bass playing, as far as his musicianship, you know, I mean when uh when uh John got brought in it was it was just really just you know like like as a guitar player myself I just feel so comfortable having John on the bass, yeah. You know?
1: So it's yeah. it's wonderful no, y'all are too nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to be here it's always uh it's fun every time yeah. we play together and yeah. yeah yeah i mean they're the other yeah. members of the band are three of my favorite people i ever have yeah. gotten to play with so it really just oh yeah makes very
2: great. so how long have you guys oh, yeah. been on the road in a, in a van yeah. or bus together at this point not very much right yeah the first still we likes each was... other yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, we went to south
3: florida one time (laughs) and we rode in separate cars (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think it'll be good though we got it we got a good dynamic you know (laughs) we got we we've all got our things and i think it works it's like a it's like a crazy machine you know like we've all got the right cog and it's we've between john and i we talk about it all the time like we've both been in so many different bands where like you immediately see like the the red flag and it's like okay well how do we avoid this exploding the whole time, you know, but this is kind of one of those situations where it's, it's working out really well. And we all, you know, we, we gel really, really well. So it, you know, it's kind of just a no brainer and it's nice. That's, it's so refreshing to be in a band like that for once. So (laughs)
5: it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, like everyone's, everyone's personalities, you know, like everyone's super positive. Um, it's always music first. It's always, you know, like there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, like in our lives that, you know, just, um, make us work harder for what we want you know like everyone everyone is just super dedicated and um you know it's just a pleasure it's just super i mean you know like i couldn't think of anything better musically i mean honestly you know there's so much work to do so
0: jason, um, or jason mentioned the bus van or whatever and christian talked about going to separate cars Do you guys have the van yet we have a band van i wish no, it's on my list
5: you do not have a van at the moment no. i had a perfect van for
3: my whole life and then it broke down like five years ago so i'm on, I'm on the i'm on the right. hunt for another one yeah. was it like the 70s yeah.
2: full full conversion van teardrop window led zeppelin album cover airbrush yeah, on the basically, side basically oh it was my a, god it was, right. it was close yeah.
3: it was a 98 dodge ram that i by rattle cam right. black and i put silver racing stripes on the hood so right. it was it made him go faster. Right. That's what I told everybody. It's, but that's yeah. it. Is classy. Yeah. yeah, it was very classy. It did was. You great. have
2: shag carpeting inside of it. It did.
3: It had <laughs> really wow, nice. Yeah, I swear it was awesome, man. I loved that van. Did you hang the, the
2: disco ball from the roof?
3: It had runway lights in the middle. Of it was it did. crazy. <laughs> it was great, man. I loved that van. I loved it. I love that van. Just <laughs> hearing about it, it's it like dead.
0: Huh. Were you on your way to a festival when it broke down? Festival or a gig?
3: Do you know, it didn't, it actually did break down to a couple festivals, but it broke down in the school parking lot the final time. The radiator exploded (laughs) and everybody said it was like the sickest intro into the parking lot. Like it looked like a music video. There was smoke everywhere and uh, I parked it in the parking lot for a week because I couldn't fix it. And then I got it towed out. And that was the last time I ever saw it. Yep. Sad Sad
0: day. So when did the, you know, when did you guys first know, like, you know you start writing these songs and you know when you know hey we got a record here we need to start cutting this um
6: well, we wrote the songs actually oh no there's a the phone again <laughs> we wrote this
2: do you have and- a landline is that a landline i hear it's a, yeah it's a how, how how do you have a landline you're not even we like, do oh, that we in florida but it's still man really <laughs> yeah. we still do that in florida
6: <laughs> and it's, it's always spam on the landline too
2: <laughs> yeah it's always like a scam likely thing
6: yeah it says spam i saw spam go across the so you, you still
2: have at least that you have caller id on your landline yeah <laughs> Is it is it a rotary phone? Yeah, Do you even know what a rotary phone, <laughs> phone is? Have you have ever no used idea. a rotary phone? <laughs> I don't have. I I don't think so. I don't think any of you guys other than Ryan and I have ever used a rotary phone. By by looking at you all, you're way, way too young for that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So as far as like finding, so, I mean, it, it kind of like coming to the point where where we had an album. I mean, we just, I mean, like every rehearsal, we would we would always crank out at least like a song and a half, you know, or or or. or or, you know maybe multiple songs within Mm -hmm. a rehearsal and it got to the point where it was just like okay well we just I mean we just better do something with it before I mean you know like something like that you just can't really sit on that yeah so so we just uh, we we had probably about maybe five or six ideas five or six kind of tunes ready to go very tight you know everything you know kind of just well rehearsed you know and they started the band itself sort of formed you know like we'd write a song maybe, you know, better than the last one, you know, like can uh, we write another one? And I'd say about five or six songs in, we were just like, okay, well, but well, we have to turn this into something before, you know, we don't do it, you know, like, so it's just like one of those things where, you know, just gotta, can't sit on it, you know? So we just boom, 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 you know? So it was just super, um, you know, like super productive. And we went in the studio, not really knowing exactly what we wanted but We just went in and laid every song down, and we had an album. Um, yeah, it was just super fast and super cool. Yeah.
2: So tell us a little bit about your songwriting process. Like, you know how how do how, how do these songs get made? You show up to practice, things are flowing. Hey, are you bringing stuff in riffs? Are you bringing vocals in? Like, how, how we right. Like, what's your process here? Right. Well, usually, um, Buddy's a riff machine. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs>
6: me and buddy get together and we structure everything out so he'll come up with a riff and then me and him structure out the full song and then we have a full practice and then christian writes the lyrics and then john fills in with the bass part so that's usually how we've been working which is how we're able to write so fast because we kind of have have we have a nice um kind of routine how our songwriting works
2: Well, it's clear you guys really have, like you gel really well. You could just tell by talking with everybody on here and the fact that you're able to be kind of prolific with songwriting, I'm not surprised about. So so Christian, for you writing vocals and things, like when people come to you with like song structure, is that easy for you to now take that and have lyrics? Do you like custom write lyrics for that? Do you already have ideas and then find out which, you know, song it works with? Yeah, it's
3: pretty. This band is the most interesting band for me lyrically, because most other bands I've gone into it, like I've got a couple ideas, you know, I want to like come in with something strong. I don't want to just like, you know, not know what I'm doing. This band has been the first band I've ever just like pulled inspiration directly from like what I was hearing. And every time we've written so far, I've written the lyrics on spot, which is something I'm like not used to doing and was kind of not comfortable doing at first. But it became, like, the way that it worked the whole time. Like, Buddy would play something, and I'll just sit there and go like this. And I'll play it over and over and over. And I'll just sit yeah, there. And yeah. Something will stick. Like, usually it's, like, a chorus or, like, a, a verse. And I'll just kind of go through that way until, you know, we have the end of the song. But we, the way it's structured at practices is we'll normally finish one and start one. So we'll okay. finish the one from last week and then start a new one for the, the next week coming up. So it's been a crazy kind of, you know workflow that we're in and we're just kind of trying to keep up with it because we don't want to mess it up but it's definitely like lyrically you know because people have asked that before they're like well how did you like what is this and half the time I really don't know what I'm writing about like to be completely honest and that's what's kind of cool to me is that I I kind of come to it later on I'm like oh okay listen to it back I'm like dang that was kind of cool or I'm like I have no (laughs) idea what I'm talking about so it's, uh, it's been, it's been pretty cool to figure out, you know, just like my process with it all too, but it's been, it's been really good so far. I, I think we're, we've got something
5: good going. Yeah. Super creative, super, just kind of on the spot. Everyone at rehearsal was really just sort of on the spot ideas, you know, um, and just going off of that, just direct kind of improv kind of, you know, creativity that, you know, everyone's super skilled with. So that's really what the band's about. Just sort of on the spot
0: writing. How did you guys hook up with uh, uh, with uh, Kevin Elson, uh, semi-famous producer, <clears throat> worked with Mr. Big Europe, Leonard Skinner, and they like, where'd you guys cut this?
3: Um, we um,
5: cut the record. You want to take it, bud? We uh, so as far as like like initial recording, we uh, our engineer was a man named uh, Jim DeVito. A, he uh he has a studio in St. Augustine Beach called Retrophonics and it's a beautiful vintage you know studio it's been around for years and he just has just glorious vintage gear and old Neve console and all this stuff and um we went in there and shedded that and um then um uh our manager right now Brandon you know we've always been talking about idea man somebody really big someone someone really you know profound has to hear this you know and and uh, just doing a lot of research, you know, family, friends, you know, helping out and stuff. And um, we, uh, we got a hold of, of uh, um, actually a man named David Frangione. And, and uh, David is the CEO of uh, Modern Drummer, you know, and uh, he's a consultant for, you know, Kevin. And um, we, we pitched it to him and uh, David liked it, you know, and uh, pitched it to Kevin. Kevin liked it. So we, uh, we became friends with Kevin. And uh, we decided to have him come in and, and uh, mix it, you know, and uh, he uh, he helped out a lot with that uh, producing. And and um, that right there, you know, he just, he likes the band, you know, and, and uh, we're just fortunate to work with him and uh, learn from him and uh, he's our friend. So, so he just, I mean, we just made a pitch and uh, he picked it up and, uh, you know, he just, uh, we're, you know, that is just something I can't really explain you know the fact that he he actually you know like took the time to listen to it and and uh, you know care about it so so um you know that's that's just something that you know is a miracle in itself but um just to be able to learn from him you know work with him is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I got so, a sense. the yeah. whole thing kind of started from one of those one of those kind of pitch emails where you don't really expect anything to come of yep. it. You give it a shot anyways and. You know, nine times out of ten, probably wouldn't get any Mm-mm. response. But I think something kind of clicked, and uh, fortune smiled on us—no pun intended. <laughs> fortune <laughs> smiled on but, fortune uh, child. <laughs> but yeah, you know, by some some odd, uh, yeah, David Frangioni uh, checked out the music and and he liked it. He passed it along to Kevin, and you know, the, yeah. the rest was history. So it was really just a, a, a kind of neat connection
2: that you know happened on its own the modern drummer magazine ceo got you guys going so melanie how many times you're going to be in modern ceo mag or modern drummer magazine
6: <laughs> well i guess we have to wait and see on that but yeah that would definitely be 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 nice <laughs>
2: right sure. I mean, come on. over, over under yeah. five
3: and a half man yeah. over under yep. five and a half for sure yep.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so buddy yeah, um- you were saying that you no, know, did Kevin? You said he was going to start out as an engineer, but then came, became the producer.
5: Well, Brandon and I have been have been talking for I mean, really since since um, this band got together about you know getting someone you know profound on the uh, music production side of it to um, give it a listen and 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 kind of uh, work with someone like that, work with those kind of people to get a really good product, you know, and, and, uh, learn from, from, uh, you know, try to hit it from, from that angle, you know, uh, sort of kind of like inside out, you know? And, um, so we, um, we've been talking about that for a while actually. And, uh, so, you know, like that was something that was always, you know, the plan was to try to get, um, you know, just, people that really knew, really, really, really knew what they were doing, you know, had a lot of experience. And, and uh, the tunes, the songs, you know, were, uh, were good enough for them to, you know, uh, give it a listen and and actually respond, you know, so, so um, we're just fortunate that, you know, he just, uh, he actually gave it a listen. And, um, but that was, uh, that was something that, you know, that was always there, you know, something that uh, we, uh, we were always trying to do. We um we wanted Kevin. You know Kevin had David Frangioni. Um, uh, uh, those two met running sound for uh, Aerosmith. and in, in, oh, in, wow. in, in the in the nineties, really? yeah, man. David David did all sorts of stuff, man. David um Frangione Media. He uh he actually, you know, he installed like the radio system in Steven Tyler's car and and uh, really? yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, man. Wow. He, he was, he's a, he uh, he's he's on two seasons artist. of The Osbournes. Yeah. Yes, yes he was yeah, yes he yeah. was yeah <laughs> yeah he uh he um you know he he was uh telling us how he uh you know installed simon Cowell's home studio kind of thing and you know is this uh is you know and um so cool man to just uh yeah i mean
1: just yeah my favorite tidbit about david was that he helped to send the uh the mix stems for the guitar hero video games yeah which blew my mind because when i was a teenager i played the crap out of those games every day i just yeah. thought that was hilarious but he's Hell he's yeah. done you oh, yeah hundreds were of you
2: able to do the thing. dragon force on like expert level and and do that <laughs> one okay because i remember there's always like a dragon a force couple game.
1: times i pulled it off
2: <laughs> <That was laughs> tricks where people put rubber bands on the controllers and stuff to be able to do it yeah 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 Oh, shoot. Hey, guys, I hate to cut
3: short. The statement mayor just came out. I got to run and say play, but I, I really appreciate all your time. Buddy and Mel Absolutely. and John will take over and do Best awesome. Thanks a lot, Christian. Yeah. I'll see Thanks, you guys Christian. so yeah. much, and I can't wait to watch all this later. Thank you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Yeah.
0: So now when Kevin came in, did, were there any songs that, like, changed at all? Was there any suggestions he made, like, think you know, play this chord or hold off oh. on that? Bridge or chorus or anything
5: he did he actually really really was uh very 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 hands on as far as um we had like uh for an example um uh, we had a you know our title song called um uh, close to the Sun uh, it, it, the intro was something that you know we didn't really think about there's a there's a section in the middle that sort of uh you know like does a crescendo and uh Kevin had the idea to you know slice that and put it in the front you know so so he was really just um sort of you know well you know like, let's try this you know I'm trying to get this and I try to do this here what do you guys think about this and 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 uh, everything was just super just like wow you know it's just amazing so he was he's super musical he's just a wizard at um, arrangements, you know, and, and his mindset comes from, you know, commercial, you know, he, he started out with Skinner, he, he, you know, he did shows with Skinner, he ran live sound for the original Skinner, you know, in the 70s, and, uh, he was on the plane crash, and he
2: know, was he on the plane?
5: Yeah. Oh, my Kevin God. Nelson was on the plane when it crashed, and he survived, mm-hmm. and, uh, he ran sound for that
2: Your ghost is doing all this for you. Yeah,
5: so, so from <laughs> 1971, or, you know, earlier than, that, I mean, wow. you know, from, just he he was the live sound you know sound guy for for the original skinner to all those 70s shows Freebird every night you know it was all that was all kevin and um he started working with van morrison you know he went with mr big or, or actually journey you know he did escape and and, and um you know him and, and uh, mike stone did a just phenomenal work with journey you know because like i asked him about separate ways yeah like, that was something that yeah just that big huge sound like you know how do you get that as well that's just a good band you know so he's just super down to earth super sweet guy super knowledgeable super just um just music i mean he, he just any band i don't care what it is what genre he loves it he's inspired by it he knows about it you know he, he's just super if you're you know like a, you know a musician it, it's a it's just a dream to have kevin in your life mm-hmm. and um so that's that's where we are right now,
0: and uh, that's a great sure. feather in your cap to have.
5: Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, that is. very great,
6: yeah, for sure.
5: Super, yeah, beautiful, beautiful guy, man. You know, um, a great person to learn music from.
2: Melanie, and even, you were pretty experienced. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
6: No, I was going to say even on a um like feet down low, he added yeah. um, the stomp effect on it, and we were trying to figure out what would be, what because we wanted something in the intro that was not because we almost thought like stomping on like wood or something and then he got the perfect sound that we wanted and put it in and so we were like everything he did we were like so grateful because he made what was in our heads come out on the tracks
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I was getting ready to tell you I mean you're you're a very experienced musician you've done a lot I know we covered some of that when you guys are on the on Mm -hmm. the um quick hitter but like Again, with you coming in with the you know a little seasoning, like what did you really learn? What did you learn from the process of working with them? And you sort of answered well, that already.
6: Yeah. Well, a lot of it was because um, most of the stuff that I've done has been like touring and live shows yeah. and that. Um, I've done a lot of studio stuff, but I've never got to be in the process of it. So I would just go in, record my part, and then. So you'd be buy. kind of hired
2: gun. You come in, just Be yeah. session musician. Okay.
6: Basically, just go in, um, get paid, and I'm done. And I don't see what goes on on the other side. Well, this was cool because I got to see the back end of it. So, like, I finished the, the drums were done within the first day, so all yeah. the drum parts were done the first day. So then the next three days, when we were doing the recordings, I got to wash everything, got mm-hmm. to look what was going on the computer screen. And then when we worked with Kevin and and um, also um, another partner that we had was a guy named Loco and mm-hmm. he was, and he's, he's Carlos like, Bedoya. Yeah. Thank you. Carlos Bedoya. Yeah. And he's done, he, his nickname is Loco, but he's done like Missy Elliott and a lot of like Latin artists, big name mm-hmm. Latin artists. So he was, him and Kevin were both at like the, the reigns, um working and it was cool seeing, seeing what they were doing with the songs and asking us, do you like this? Um, we had this idea. And so it was cool to see that process of it. Cause usually I'm just Play drums and then I'm kind of out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. Right, on. So a bit
2: more satisfying experience for you to go into a recording studio. know, uh, hey, this is my band, my material. I get to kind of see the process start to finish. That makes sense.
6: Yeah, yeah, and plus it's it's different because when you're recording someone else's music, um, they either kind of already have everything like structured out, like written mm-hmm. out in a chart, and want you to do this, and um, sometimes it's like you know, do what you want and um but this was like because it was totally 100 ours so it was cool for us to kind of like create anything like he put a cool um fate like i think it's a phaser on like some like the guitar it was really a lot of stuff is really yeah. cool um and the intro thing as buddy said on on close to the sun um because it's funny because when i kept hearing that song before he, he did it i'm like it's missing something in the intro It just kind of and mm-hmm. then we, when he, he put the drum, drum thing in the intro, I was like, that's what it needed.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, he's, um, super just, you know, see, we brought him in, you know, for assistance, but he, um, you know, he likes it. He wants us to feel, you know, he, uh, he wants us to feel, you know, comfortable, you know, I mean, because, you know, he, uh. I mean he wants us to like it, you know, like like I kept I kept you know asking him, you know, what do you think? Just anything you want, Kevin, anything you want, you know. And Kevin was like, "Well, you know, what well, you're, you know, I mean, you know, he wants us to like it, you know. And we want him to, you know, so it's it's just super cool to to just, you know, cuz cuz you know, the entire time I was just like, "Kevin, whatever you do, whatever you want." And the entire time Kevin was just like, "Well, you know, like whatever you guys want, you know." So, so it's just you know, um getting that experience you know like I always wondered what a guy like Kevin would uh say about this stuff and and um you know just how working with someone of that stature would be and it's just super casual it's just super casual super fun super um inspiring
0: yeah you know? so did you, did you guys track separately or did you do any of it live
6: it was mostly all live okay. um, we did so we played the songs pretty much live and then later on we like Christian did his vocals over again and but most of the stuff was pretty much live i like it like like me and john were pretty much done the first day right
1: <laughs> yeah I think so
6: yeah our stuff was all done and then you just we just added like the recording we the recording process of us recording was fast um because we mostly got stuff done in like one take and then that was kind of what we what we used
1: yeah, there was a lot of spots that we, we kind of added some extra mm-hmm. layer. I wouldn't say a lot, but a handful of spots where we added extra layers, maybe like doubled a riff, or mm-hmm. might have added an extra solo or background vocals. But all of the drums, bass, and main guitars are all from the same live take. So yep. the core, yeah. um, and the vocals yeah. and extras we kind of added on. Sure. Top. Yeah. 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 There's yeah.
6: some cool organ and um. Keyboard stuff in there too like if like if you listen to the mix you'll hear some like stuff that's underneath that's really cool that adds like a nice little atmosphere to it
2: Who did guys to play keys oh that was john yeah oh, John. Look, uh, john look, that's why everybody's yeah. nice you play bass and keys i mean on. yeah <laughs> on this uh just uh, like new, the variety
5: yeah <laughs> there's a uh, you know what uh, here's a cool story um uh, we have a ballad called uh you know it's just it's just me and uh christian you know one guitar one acoustic six string and uh christian on vocals and it's called uh conscious it's the last song on the uh on the album um super dry just super just nothing on it right there was bleed from both mics and um kevin took that that bleed and kind of you know turned it turned it into like a natural kind of coursing effect and and, um kind of made it spread a little bit you know so it's you know it's, it's sort of like a natural you know almost kind of like a string effect and it's just um so that you know that he but he thinks like that you know like how you know like how can i take these just you know raw tracks and what can i do with them you know like individually you know to kind of make an entire you know like without 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 having to add you know like a whole bunch of stuff on it you know like what can i take mm-hmm. from what's already there and uh turn it into you know some you know, just to keep the authenticity That's
1: so he's super just super simpler, you
5: know
1: to... oh sorry buddy
5: oh no 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 go ahead john
1: well it just what you just mentioned is similar to that background part in far because oh yeah, yeah. Song, the first single that came out
2: far yeah and, mm-hmm. uh,
1: when we were recording, good it. song
2: by the way. We we listened to that one before we had <laughs> well, thank you. Buddy and, and Melanie on. Oh yeah. So there, there huh. was a
1: part in there that they had the idea of trying a, a little piano layer, and I went in there <laughs> to try to play it, and I was like, I don't really know play. Yeah. And our engineer it, then uh, Jim, he was. He was like, oh, try this, try this. And I just like yeah. played some random. I thought it all sounded awful. So <laughs> initially we were just like, OK, let's just let's not worry about this. And I thought he deleted it. But then later, when Kevin mixed the song, he found that piano part in there and uh, kind of remixed it and put a really, really uh, uh, like a really washed out delay on it and made it more right. of like a pad in the background. And when he showed me, I was like, I thought that was deleted. I didn't even, I didn't want anybody to ever hear that again. Well, but then you know, he the, kind of repurposed yeah. it to make a, a neat, like a cool background layer. That so it's yeah. just it's cool. That was a trash part that he turned into something cool. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry.
6: hear me laughing about it but during during the recording process it was kind of like a funny thing when we were doing it so it was it was it it was funny but then it worked out when when kevin heard it and then he put it in the song it sounds great
5: you know kevin's one of those guys that that um you know like i mean just i mean if you could salvage you know any you know like by the time he gets the uh just the bass mixes he wants every single thing every idea that the band has brought forth you know um to you know because it's like it's like a full canvas for him you know it, it, just to it just to see you know try to salvage anything you know it's just super su- super uh conservative you know mindset as far as as far as uh, music production you know so that's it doesn't help that you know that's and it, you know and and it, it was, we all didn't want that piano part you know but by the time he kind of turn it into something else you know it sounds like strings you know so it's mm-hmm. um it, it, it's just super cool you know he, he's uh he's one of those guys that you know you can't really overthink yeah you know, like if you're if you're if you're overthinking usually that's that means it's bad and you just and you just you well, know he hears
2: like, a part like what john did on keys or anything else it's like hey right. i know what to do with this where to put it we're not going right. to force the issue but
5: yeah there's kind and of and a and natural fit than... for it Rather than having it, you know, the, oh, let's just toss it, you know. That that's, yep. that mindset, you know, it, songwriters, you know, songwriters can do that, you know. But um, Kevin's a musical, you know, sound engineer. He, he's mm-hmm. a, you know, he he he's got golden ears, you know. So he, you know, he he's a he's a great doctor too of 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 sound, you know. So 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 just um. It, you know, and it's special. You know, like there's a lot of, you know, just uh, special things that you know that he uh, he wanted to keep in there. You know, like like it just why why throw something away when you can, you know, try to let's try to use it here. You know, or try and maybe we can make it sound like something else. You know, like Kevin yep. certainly can do that. So that's that's Kevin.
2: I get that <laughs> idea. My band is like I've been playing the same guys for a long time. But it's like, if you know how to play an instrument. Whatever it yep. is, we're going to figure out a way to get that on the song somewhere. Exactly, banjo, yeah. accordion, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get it in there. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's, it's super Sure, why not? You
5: know, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, how many times have you heard a song and and uh, you know, like you're, you know, you don't know what it is. You don't. know. I mean, you know, it could be a, it could be a um, a piano. It could be a banjo. It could be a yeah. you know a cello. You know, you're listening. You go, what is that? You know, well, it's you know, it it, it could be something that is completely sliced up and and um you know so i mean it, you know just to it, just to make people think you know like just right. to just to, you know just add the you know a layer of you know distinct you know something on you know so you know um well
6: even even on our, our new single that's actually coming out tomorrow which is is or er, friday um john was doing this organ part that was really cool and was underneath um Everything and it—it it makes it have this kind of cool, almost like mysterious kind of sound to it Stains, when you hear it.
5: Yeah, yeah, sustains yep. the, the uh the anticipation and the suspense. You know that, you know the, it's nice and bluesy. John had a you know laid down a B three, you know, and, and it's just nice. like one. So there we go, rock and yeah, roll sounds sounds right there. One, yeah, you know the bands. You that know, some of that awesome,
1: and, like some of that yeah. old vintage gear that Jim had. Mm-hmm. I mean, a really legit B yeah, three you know, from the seventies, you know yeah yeah we had an idea on the
5: on this new single called tide line you know that i mean the band's you know yanking and and cranking and we're doing it and then it kind of drops out and it starts to fall you know it starts to kind of float you know what i call float and then you know jim actually had an idea like man like it'd be cool if it just kind of like if it just turned into a layer of just a b3 Mm kind of like with a leslie you know and it Mm kind of slows down and kind of you know so it's just kind of so we had you the know, Leslie like, cabinet in the studio with all oh, the yeah. vintage. Oh yeah, nice. it, was, it was spinning, and was that that oh. sound, you know. So yeah, so uh, John, John, John did the the glorious one chord, and uh, you know. But I mean, but that's you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, bare, it's not really more than one note, but we yeah, yeah. we played with kind of like layering <laughs> the octaves and then changing the the rotor speed to mm-hmm. kind of, right yeah build a little pad
2: yeah. So, so that's, we, um,
1: we got, we got the most out of the
2: one note that you can't. You know? <laughs> yeah. yep. That's very punk. Really? Yeah, it is. It was good. <laughs> Minimalistic yeah. stuff now, but that's yeah. really, that's awesome, man. So buddy, did you get to play through any like vintage jams or anything that, you know, being a guitar oh, player?
5: Oh man. Um, Jim had, uh, he's got probably like, you know, for four or five Marshall, you know, like different Marshalls. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple of high watts you know um you know the high watt amplifiers are you know a lot more cleaner they're you know they're very bright you know uh marshals obviously you know they squish and they they i mean they got a little you know a little bit more ass a little bit more mm-hmm. you know bottom end you know which which i like that i like that boxy kind of sound you know i like that uh, i
2: only like that description yeah. of a lot yeah, of ass yeah. in the marshall like a, uh,
5: yeah you know, i like that uh that uh paul costs just really rich kind of thing you know and um so, uh, he put a, uh, Oh, I think it was just an old JCM 800, you know, or some, or, or like an old super lead or something. Um, he had it on top of a high watt, uh, head or, you know, and, uh, we, it, it kind of played around with both of those amps, you know, and, um, and, uh, ran it through a high watt, you know, 412 and, um, set it in the closet, turned it on 10 and, you know, that's, I mean, that's all you hear, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, so that's, uh, super just you know it's about attitude i mean he's got the uh the guitar solo on far actually is a a 112 um matchless spitfire wow and uh he, man we had that thing literally like guys it was you couldn't turn it up louder it was just it
1: you mean, know yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and uh it just, didn't it just have yeah, tone man,
5: and volume it's got a it's got a uh it's it got a master out, right It's got a, it's got a, it's got a volume and I think a tone and and I think that's, yeah. Nice. And, um, and, uh, we ran that through like a tape echo, you know, like a, like a space echo. Yeah. And, uh, literally, I mean, when I mean max, I mean, you have to do that, you know And I mean? So, uh, he just got vintage gear. He's got that. He's got an old combo Marshall that, uh, the, uh, it's like a limited edition model that only, only, uh, Jeff Beck. Uh, used to play, you know, that the, they are yeah. uh, they're like, yeah, they're like discontinuous, you know, like a 212 Marshall or something. And, um, I mean, so he just had, I mean, we tried, you know, a lot of different stuff, but we went with just uh um, I think it was the old JCM 800.
2: And you're pretty yeah, much uh, playing Les Pauls, aren't you? Yeah, it, yeah, in this band, yeah. So I started out being a strat player,
5: you know, okay, and um, but uh, you know, I got a, I own a Firebird and um, you know, I have a um, reverse headstock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah what color is yeah. it? It's just the the, uh, the wood finish, like the, the brown. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Johnny Winter, you know, Alan yeah. Kong. Yeah, and uh, so it's just yeah, that's just super. You know, that Firebirds are kind of like in between a Les Paul and a telly You know, like you
2: does that have mini humbuckers in that one?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yeah. the it's got the like mini seventies mini. style minis. Yeah, yeah. Super, super, super loud. You know, I got the bridge, uh just just right underneath the strings. Um and this Les Paul, I actually just bought this Les Paul um uh, a couple months ago. It's a brand new 2021 Les Paul. It's a fifties style, you it's just a real big fat, a fat neck. Fat neck, you know? yep. Yeah, man, it was built in July. Just 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 a brand new. What color new did Les you Paul. get on that? It's just a cherry sunburst.
2: Yeah. And man, um gorgeous. You know,
5: yeah, you know, and, and I was like, man, for this band, it, it just needs it just needs that. You know, I need that, I need that, you know.
2: I want an but, um, iced tea of those. I want I want the new fifties oh, iced tea. Iced tea. Oh, that's, that's my cool. color, that's, yeah. yeah. As far as
5: as far as amps, you know, I've always, I've always played. Um, I, I mean, you know, PV to me, it really doesn't really get a lot of you know credit they deserve. Um, you it's know, like I, used to play I mean, it's drum. not super yeah.
2: versatile necessarily, but it's good for hard no, rock metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They um,
5: you know, they um, the uh, the classic fifty, you know, and, and uh, um, actually, around town, you know, jacks and stuff, little uh, blues clubs, you know, classic thirty, you know, and uh, but um. Um, I um actually been meaning to repair a Fender basement. It's a '59 reissue, um, and uh, the guy that owned it before me put like three different kind of speakers in it. You know, ten inch. Kind of, mm-hmm. Um, I think he put like a Raging Cage and you know Eminence and a you know like a celestial green Just kind of mess around, and it's super boxy sounding. It's really just warm and woody sounding. It's just you know so um yeah we might try that you know um but for now I got a Marshall. Running through a Marshall uh, Vintage Modern, actually, they're they're uh, I think they're discontinued, but they, uh, but I have it on the on the uh, the clean set, you know, the vintage uh, mm-hmm. setting. You know, if you get it loud enough, it sounds like an old plexi. So it's um, yeah.
2: You know, so so you're using some uh, pedals and stuff to help with that, since you're kind of running it a little clean.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got actually, John and I have the same exact overdrive pedal.
2: So we, so we. Uh, well, what are so you boys using? Tell us about it. John, you, go yeah. ahead and tell them about your rig, man. You got a lot of cool stuff. Well, Brian is a bass player, so yeah. he's nice. he's interested in this part. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say I, I, some of the pedals I have on my rig, I don't really use for this band because they're a little more on the, the – so First size. question, but, first John, honestly,
2: Do yeah. you have a whammy bar on your bass? <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, no. If you listen to our Cold Stairs podcast we just put out, you'll get the reference. <laughs> yeah. That's great.
1: Um, but no, the the overdrive pedal he's huh. talking about uh, that we both have is the Earthquaker Westwood. Uh huh. Um, I I really like the Earthquaker uh, pedals, and it's a light green color that's kind of kind of like inspired by a tube screamer, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's kind of in the so same. So it's like the
2: Ibanez Vintage tubes, that color of green, because those yeah. are those are those pedals yeah, are yeah, green, kinda. right? The tube screamer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it's kind of inspired by, by that pedal. Um, but it's, you know, it's got a bit of its own thing, but yeah, I always used one of those and then, um, Buddy was looking around at different ones and I was, I told him, Hey, you might dig this one and then we might have a cool cohesive sound if we both have the same one. And yeah, that's what we there's did. Um, and it, it sounded really neat.
5: Yeah. There's actually, there's a pedal that I've been, I've been looking at. There's a, uh, there's a documentary with, um, I think Jimmy Page and Jack White and uh, I think the Edge. It might get awesome. loud, dude. Listen, man. There's a there's there's a pedal that um in the in that segment, Page is playing um uh, he's playing a, a you know like uh he's showing him um lo- you know the whole lot of love whole lot of love and- yeah yeah. You know, and he's uh, he's running. Through, I think he's running through. He, it, you know, it may have been a Marshall, but I think he's running through his old Zeflin rig. Actually, as a matter of fact, they, uh, he used to use a lot of Orange. You
2: know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, so, he played uh, through Orange amps a, a lot originally. Yep.
5: Yeah, you know, and um, just super bright, super bright. You know, it's got the Marshall gain structure, but it's 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 way, the way British more British. Make
2: damn good guitar Yeah, amps. yeah, Box, they do. Marshall yeah. Orange, man, you yeah. can't beat it. You know, I love no. America, but British yeah. amps are the best.
5: And and uh there's a pedal that he's uh you know, he talked about he uh he was going to art school when he was younger and, and met a guy I think he like met a guy that like built pedals or you know, mm-hmm. like some of the you know, and, and uh you know, he said he's like, you know, like I had a record at home with a guitar, I had a lot of sustain and and um and he's like playing clean, you know, kinda chords and then he he just kinda turns on the pedal and it's like a you know, it's a it's called a tone bender, the original tone bender pedal and um you know, but and uh, uh, there's a newer model called a, um, you know, like a Tone vendor MK2 or something, and it's um, it, it's 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 fuzzy. You know, it's like it's not it's not really a fuzz, and it's not really a you know a drive pedal. It's like a, you know, it's like a it's, it's like a fuzz and a I don't know. It's like you know, like it doesn't really do exactly what a fuzz does, and it, you know, it and it's not just a a, a normal distortion. You know, so um, I think he used that live, in 1970. You know, at the at the Albert Hall. So it's kind of fuzzy and big. Kind I remember of when he was still
2: playing through his telly, wasn't he? His Dragon Telly that he painted. Yeah. At that yeah, point, yeah. he wasn't into yeah. Les Pauls.
5: Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, so it's just super fuzzy and tuby sounding. So I think, so uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, like always like scoping out, you know, additions for stuff. And um, yeah. but uh, as far as the initial sound of the band, it's just super wow it's rock
2: yeah, yeah yeah It's so... rock and roll man like just rock yeah. and roll that's 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 yeah and jonathan Super. you're playing through fender bases is it are, correct are you a fender bass yeah, guy so
1: on the, i've jumped around a bit on the record i played it's funny enough it's a fender jazz bass which isn't really what you would think of for that type <laughs> of record but i put brand new things on it that day and it was using this awesome overdrive pedal Jim gave me, so it had a really cool, uh, bright huh. kind of mid-punchy sound. That mm-hmm. it, yeah, and you know the strings were only that fresh for a couple of days, so I wanted to capture yeah. it, like the right the ring, yeah, the sure. Ring sound. Yeah, um, but I also have a Reverend bass that I like a lot. Oh Reverend, right. yeah, I've got
2: a Reverend guitar, out yeah, in Toledo, yeah. Ohio. I,
1: I think those are awesome. I have a Reverend Decision bass, which is mm-hmm. kind of their take on the the P bass with a jazz bass mm-hmm. pickup. And um, I actually, I have this Music Man bass that is, is Buddy's that uh, I got from Buddy that I uh, fixed up a bit. And I've been playing that some, too. So all, so, all three of those basses, I like quite a bit. They're yeah. a lot different. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, on the record, it's that that Fender jazz bass. Yeah. And um, as, as far as the amp, we actually, I've been playing on this, uh, this bass cab that also belongs to Buddy. That used to be uh, Leon's, right? Leon Wilkerson from really,
5: yeah, man. It's a, um, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a PV. It's, um, awesome. Got a huge. I think it, it maybe a fifteen. I mean, it might be an eighteen, but it's a. It's like a huge fifteen, and it's got like
1: two tens. I think, I think it is eighteen. It's yeah, massive. it's
5: a. It's like an eighteen with with uh, two tens wow. on the top. And um, so there's actually three speakers in it, and uh, we got to run it through it. I was at this pawn shop and and seen this old um, SVT 350. You know, I was like, yeah, that's a good deal. So so uh, John's currently running through that, you know, and and, uh, and he's also got a, like a Mark a, um, a Mark uh, bass amp. That's I think there's what like two tens in that one uh, one twelve or something.
1: Yeah, my normal rig yeah. at home is that is that Mark base two ten. Yeah, sometimes.
5: Yeah, for some of the bigger shows he'll set that on top of the cabinet kind of you know extend it you know and, and uh just that sounds mean
2: that's <laughs> some pretty good beefy low-end power you got there man <laughs> that's pretty great. Oh, man. That's- i really try to
1: take advantage of that 18 inch speaker sure. and like get a lot of sub sub frequencies you know all the places yeah, yeah.
5: You know, the, the, and the whole thing about making people feel it—you know—coming off the, you know, you want that body.
2: Well, you probably feel it. It probably shakes you off the stage. Oh you man! Yeah. You know,
5: I'm, I'm, I'm always like, man, if, if John could just be louder than me all night, that would be phenomenal. That would just be really cool. So
0: challenge
5: accepted. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so how did you find out that that was Leon Wilkerson's uh, rig? The, your story here.
5: Well, the, I mean. The, not really a story there's uh, my dad actually has a, um just a whole bunch of friends that you know being in jack's you know orange park area They're, you know the, i mean the skinner guys grew up i mean just kind of down my street you know blanding boulevard on the west side down there and so you know like it, like it, there's a lot of friendship there's a lot of you know things being given and you know just a lot of um you know
6: wasn't your dad gary's roommate at one
2: point
5: well, i mean <laughs> gary Rosington. I mean, everyone. You know, everyone kind of knew each other back then. You know, like I mean, like you you could walk into a bar and see. You know, you might see Billy, like um, a good friend of you know Steve Boatwright is a you know like he's he's also another Mm -hmm. mentor and uh, his his brother Damon Boatwright was phenomenal guitar player. Actually, learned how to you know change my strings because of him and um, you know, like all those guys you know around here knew each other back then. I mean, I mean, uh, back then they were just friends. You know, like Mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean. My dad, you know, like Skinner, but but uh, back then, yeah, I mean, he was growing up, it was just, you know, just kind of, you know, they were a little bit older than him, and they were, you know, they were just just local guys, you know, so so you know they um, you know, equipment got passed around. There was a drummer, you know, around here. My dad was friends with that, you know, kind of got some, you know, he's got like Artemis Powells, you know, kick pedal and. And um,
2: you know, got get that over here. to Melanie. Come on, Melanie, you <laughs> yeah, got yeah. ask for that shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, so 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 there's uh, well, there's always we
6: were using Artemis's symbol on the recording. Jim told, yeah, like, yeah, we switched we switched out symbols, and he's like, here, this one's Artemis's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I
2: mean, what yeah, did it sound just... like? Did it have something special about? because you, know, you could pick up guitars or basses, and get kind of well
6: because we wanted like a vintage sound and we didn't want stuff to be bright we wanted it to be kind of more of a darker symbol sound mm-hmm. on, on the recording anyway so he's right. like my symbols are newer um so I obviously a lot was... more
2: brighter and right. crisp
6: because so, that's and, the right so, word for
2: symbols crisp cymbals. Yep. crisp. Yeah. and so crisp. he
6: pulled out this symbol it would definitely look like it was from at least 40 years ago no no there's no title on it it didn't say any what it was and he just put it on there i was like and he said this one's artemis And it like had like a crack in it and i'm like okay this is cool so the symbols on it are from artemis (laughs) yeah
5: yeah super dark you know super just um Mm
6: -hmm.
5: you know it's uh it was cool to actually hear the difference you know because um actually quieter you know darker Mm -hmm. quieter you know to capture I mean, you know, you don't want to, you know, like, and another thing I learned from Kevin, you know, like, as far as micing drums, you know, you, I mean, you know, it all depends. I mean, you know, for our stuff, you know, you want to hear the the drum set being played and not the drum itself, you know, like that. Like that's a really, you know, like, I mean, that goes back to the Zeppelin stuff, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, everything was really quiet. John Bonham was really he was kind of the nucleus of of those uh recordings you know i mean because on
6: some zeppelin songs you can hear oh my face was really close (laughs) (laughs) in some zeppelin songs you can hear the kick pedal um since i've been loving
2: you that's like my favorite zepp song and i love that squeaking of the pedal it's awesome
5: no it's 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 just super simple you know room mics you know i mean i mean uh, you know that but you know but you know it's like if you're gonna do that you know everything else is just gonna be really small Mm -hmm. you know so um you know, and uh, Kevin and I were uh, talking about that. You know, he he, uh, he always said, you know, like whenever he gets guys, you know, like, you know, it's like, Man, I want to sound like John Bonham. It's like, OK, well, I'm just going to turn on the on the on the room mics and uh, you'll sound like him. You know, I mean, so that's, you know, it's just, um, you know, I mean, you hear the drums being played. You know, you hear the cymbals, you know, ringing out rather than just kind of, you know, hitting you in the face and you know, you just get a big, you know, splash. You want to hear it the tone of each symbol, you know, you want to hear the drum set being played, you know, I mean, you know, it's a huge difference there, you know. So so learning about that stuff is just super, you know, cool. You know, yeah, Artemis's symbol, that was cool.
1: (laughs) So uh if I can interject really briefly, I uh I hate to also do this, but I might have to leave uh
2: shortly here. I didn't know that. so when you guys drop off, we talk crap about you. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what we that's what we <laughs> did for Christian too. So
1: but, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for uh for great meeting you. Hey, lunch. thank you. Yeah, sure yep. thing. And um, I'd love to do another one with with even more time, but yeah, sadly I have a sure. engagement.
0: Well, uh- let, let me mention this, and I should have done it before Christian left too. But, and it's going to sound sappy, but I, I think I believe I said this to Melanie when we were chatting back and forth on the Messenger. Yeah. Is that you guys are a band, like, and we like everyone that we talk to and we get to be friends with people and stuff. But there's right. some bands here and there, one or two, where I, speaking for myself, I feel like an instant bond with, and I have that, right. I feel that with you guys, you know. So that's yeah. why I just yeah, say that, and that's from the heart and anything that. Uh, we can do to, you know, promote you guys. So I just want to let you know before you sign off here.
1: Hey, thank you. That really means a lot. That really right, means
2: Thanks, yeah, Sean. Man. So
1: thank this you, is John. a great
2: segue for you, Melanie. Like with, I mean, Adios. listen, you're a, see, man, you're a super experienced drummer. You played with Billy Gibson, Gib- Gibson. Gibbons, <laughs> <laughs> Gibbons. Billy Gibson guitars, Billy Gibbons. You know, you're a competition drummer. You're a session, like, you. I mean, you know, I was, talking about you earlier you're a very veteran drummer so playing with somebody like john who's got a, a pretty heavy setup i mean how does that affect you does that affect you as a drummer
6: well i i honestly i i like for me i'm kind of like almost like easy going like like it's almost i don't know but i guess buddy can say it. it's like yeah. it, i really don't care what gear i play on i really don't care what everyone's doing i just kind of what, wait a minute you like, don't
2: care what gear you play on aren't you sponsored
6: yeah, I do. Well, no, Come on that, on. On that, on that <laughs> realm, I do, I do. But like, sometimes, like sometimes, I'll get, like if stuff's backlined, yeah. like I was, I was in this van, band that was playing in, in Vegas, and a and, and a previous drummer, like they were giving a backline kit, and they like went ballistic because it wasn't up to their standards. And okay. if I was like a kit, but I'm, you'll I'm, sit I'm, down on
2: yeah. a kit, and like if you're playing like a big gig where there's, you know, they're not gonna always reset a drummer if you're doing a
6: yeah, like like for like a me, charity like,
2: gig or something.
6: Like, if I'm on, like, this small little... Like, the I have a little PDP that I use for practice. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that on gigs. I love playing on that little PDP. And even though I have expensive, like, DWs that are huge. Um, so, I'm one of those people, like, I... It's almost like I don't... What's ever given to me at this time and, and stuff, I, I, I'll play on. Um, but, I, obviously, I like my, you know, I have my DW... Um, but kits and that obviously they're, they're amazing, Sony kits. And that's, those are my favorite kits to play on. But, um, when it comes to like shows and stuff, a lot of times we have backline kits and it's just like, I'm never too, I'm I'm never too picky. Like some people like it's too little, there's not enough symbol. I'm like, I'll play on like a couple of our shows. I I've, I've gotten like a snare drum, a floor tom and a bass drum and a (laughs) (laughs) hi-hat. Um, that was because i guess it was just the you know the stage and and mm-hmm. that's and it was just be an easier change out so i was just like okay i'll just is there a part sp- of the
2: kit that you need to have of yours to play whether it's a pedal or anything else or you just you really don't care
6: um i prefer to always have my nine thousand. um i i i like dw pedals mm-hmm. so you, so I, and normally with back lines you always bring your pedals to little snares anyway but um I always have to have a DWs, and this was even before I was in- sponsored by DW or, or endorsed by DW. I always use 9,000s. Um, that's one of my favorite pedal- pedals to play on. And um, so usually it's that, and I, I always have my symbols with me. So I, I, prefer the sound of um, Zild- Zildjian hybrids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my preferred symbols to use. Um, so it's mostly, mostly that, but you know, if it's a small kit that I'm playing on, I'm fine with that. If it's a bigger kit, even better so i'm i'm not too picky like like i said i've experienced other drummers that get like really mad it's like it's like oh well this kid's like like you know it's like a low end and like it's a little beat up i'm like hey i i like it it makes you work harder <laughs> <laughs>
5: exactly it makes,
6: you, it makes you work
5: you
2: gotta harder, fight so. it i
6: know <laughs> it's like oh well the floor tom's falling apart you'll <laughs> we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it just a but yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. obviously cuz different different venues and especially when you're playing with multiple bands you're going to end up yeah. mo- most of the time with like a backline kit or another band is going to set up their kit and you everyone shares one kit. Yep. So
2: yep.
6: it's just I'm I'm not the pickiest person. Okay.
2: Are you f- <laughs> pro or con double kick drum pet?
6: Um I can play it. I, yeah. I'm not I'm I'm kind of I'm either or like okay. I can do it um but I, I like playing single. Like, I, like, if I do double strokes in my foot, I do it single. Um, okay. So, anytime you've ever heard me do fills and you hear double, like, two two bass drum hits, two double mm-hmm. hits on the bass drum, it's most of, 99% of the time, it's on a single pedal.
2: Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> Not so making it easy on yourself.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer, I think, I... Pain, torture,
2: thing, just whatever. My <laughs>
6: thing is, if you can do it single pedal do it single pedal and then if you want to because when you do double pedal and you're like um gospel drummers i listen to a lot of gospel drummers and they do incredible for footwork with is a single pedal mm-hmm. so if you can do it single and you can practice it with a single do it single um double bass for me is more like if a metal thing where you're playing yeah. Yeah. like constant 16 notes and, and doing that but as far as fills go i would do it single just it just it just um. It's a better practice, and um Fits yeah, with just, your
2: timing better, your yeah, rhythm better, it's yeah. Better,
6: better. it's better endurance, and then sometimes I'll take the hi-hat. This is, this is just for like a practice reference. I'll do I'll do doubles with my hi-hat, back and forth, snare drum, hi-hat, snare drum, hi-hat. It's just, that's just a practicing. That way your left foot isn't lazy, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: So I was, I was gonna ask, uh, like, when you first uh, played with John, like at what point, you know, we always talk about like the bass and the drums, and the rhythm section, like when did you know like, hey, this is really works?
6: Oh, well, the first the first practice, um, basically the first practice, because um, we had tried out some some bass players and it just I was like, something's just not working. And then when John played, I was like, OK, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like a bass player that lines up with me and we immediately gelled together which is what I'm looking for, and um, a nice thing about John, he doesn't overplay, but he doesn't underplay as well, so he has Mm -hmm. a nice fine little medium, and he's creative, too, so it it worked out really, really well when we first uh, started doing this with John.
5: Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it takes a skilled, you know, person to understand what they can do within an idea. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, John, John is one of those people that you know, you could give him an idea, and uh, nothing that he's gonna come up with is either gonna be too much or too little. He's just um, he can kind of, you know, he could kind of just kind of pick up where you left off, take it somewhere probably better than you ever could, and you know, and then uh, so that's you know, as far as you know, as far as the bass player, he um, you know, he does a good job of uh, or he he actually does the job of mm-hmm. of. Of keeping the band sort of centered, you know, like Melanie drives it. You know, John, John really just you know keeps it where it needs to be, you know. But um, but he, you know, it, 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 Mel and John short is sort of they kind of you know they do the job of you know keeping it. You know, they they kind of shift it around, and then I and then I'm kind of and then I kind of shift around them, you know. So it's and um it's just super unique. You know, I've never been a part of something so tight. You know, it's, it's tight, but it, it, but it always feels loose, you know, in a, in a (laughs) very good way. You know, it feels loose in the, you know, like in the sense that, you know, just knowing these players, you know, like Mel and John, they can, they can, they can do, you know, stuff, you know, and it's, um,
2: That's a very Zeppelin type loose and like really good individually talented players. Well we kinda yeah. have
6: like even in our writing process, we kinda of have a Zeppelin style where it's like mm-hmm. drums and guitar first and then the other stuff comes in later. So me and Buddy usually spend time on getting the tunes kind of together and then we like I said, Christian comes in, writes the vocals and stuff. So it's it's kind of we have like a Zeppelin type writing thing too.
5: Yeah, there'll be there'll be ideas, you know, coming in and um by the time John and uh and uh Christian come in, you know, they take you know what i you know come up with the riff that i have and you know like i might i might be thinking about it completely different than how john would think about it john comes in and is like okay well you know let's do this you know and by the time christian starts putting some lyrics on it well now it's a completely different idea than i've been than i thought of but mm-hmm. you know obviously i love it because it's so it's got you know because um, like
6: far like me and you when we wrote far we were actually we knew that christian would have his own lyric and melody <laughs> idea but me and you were just kind of messing around a little bit and we were like it kind of sounded more like a grunge too <laughs> like yeah, you know,
5: I mean you know the Leonard Skinnerd album um give me about my bullets you know that, that um, mm-hmm. there's a song on there called uh searching actually and it's this uh, it's like a uh, you know like a circular thing that Alan Collins wrote you know and um That's I kind of pretty- when, yeah, when I came up with it it's just it's super tight and it kind of circles around very melodic so that's kind of my inspiration from it, you know, um, but the more I started hearing, it, I'm like, okay, well, it's kind of turning into this kind of thing. It, it, you know, it sits down in the groove like this, you know, so, um, you know, and those are just things that, you know, you're finding out, you know, that, that, you know, you have a good band when you have an idea you bring in and by the time it gets, you know, circulated through everyone in the band it comes out completely different than what you yourself thought mm-hmm. because you yourself you know um you know it, it's just it's like a rainbow you know it's like it's it's because you
6: know, i think the, yeah. only, the only song that was that was me and you that we did everything together was um get you along which is not on the album <laughs> but, oh really um, yeah it's not that's it's a that's kind of like one of my favorites because it was we we were listening to a lot of Soundgarden when me and him wrote that. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of yeah, has. Yeah, there's, that a, there's,
5: vibe, there's so many, it, Yeah, there's just so many influences on um, the band. That, then, you know, that,
6: then when we met Christian and he sang it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because when we were doing the melody and stuff, it was written high because I was because it was um, I'm I'm a female. I'm, I you know my vocals are a little higher. So then he could sing it. I was like, okay, awesome but it oh. won't if you go to a live show you'll hear it okay but um it's not on the new um
2: why didn't it make the cut on the new album
6: oh because we put it on an ep earlier
5: oh okay okay that
6: yeah, yeah that was the yeah. reason
5: um but uh you know as far as far as influences you know like me like like a, you know as far as guitar work you know i'm always trying to get better you know being a being a um you know my bag of licks and all my stuff you know but as far as um something that I'm like individually working on now is um just listening to a lot more Beatles songs yeah I I mean to me as far as songwriting structure learning about you know how to take you know like a simple chord progression and um flip it upside down turn it around modulate it you know stuff like that the Beatles you know is something that um that you know I kind of want to kind of you know I take a little bit more from it I mean as far as theory as far as you know chord uh you know just kind of songwriting stuff you know so um so uh you know if you could add you know all your you know rock and roll blues influences you know and turn them into you know just um you know kind of like uh you know bad company really did a great job with that you know they had i mean you know like in free a lot of their stuff i mean it was not heavy blazing rock and roll it was it was it was ballad rock yeah it was it was it was super ballad kind of um you know, I like it's power
6: ballads, and you know,
5: yeah, yeah, very right. So you know, and and, and uh, you know the and and it's just very subtle. It's it's, you know, they just kind of give it to you as like a little treat every now and then, you know. So, but um, those bands really, I mean, yeah, they got some rocking songs, you know. Mm-hmm. But but um, what makes those bands is you know the space, the uh, the uh, the structure of their of their of their right, you know, how they how they add their skills into the song, you know. So that's you know, and that's something I need to get better at too, you know, um, so a lot of, a lot of work moving forward, a lot of new ideas, just, you know, because um, we,
6: you know, we but, actually, the other, we wrote on Saturday, some, something really cool. Yeah,
5: you the, know, just, the just, intro. just, yeah, trying to, well, well no, we, we the, kind
6: of, fin- we kind of finished it, but it was really, it was really, it's really heavy.
5: Yeah, you know, a lot of, um, just any sort of influence you could take, you know, And uh, so, so right now it's kind of, you know, like the first album is finished. It's Mm -hmm. about to come out March 1st. Now we have a new, a new single called Tie the Line. That's our last one that that um, actually, it's
2: going to be well, out tomorrow, actually, Friday. But and, is um, there, well, it would be February 18th, where this will be released on Brian next Friday. Actually, yeah, coincide with your album.
0: Yes. Yeah, we're recording on right. the 17th, and then this will this will drop on the 25th. And it's like a four days later Tuesday, right. yeah, the first Tuesday, March, yeah. March 1 March close
2: to the Sun, March 1 close to the Sun. See it, Ryan. Yeah, that's right, March 1 close yeah. to the Sun. Come on, guys, yep. go that's on right. buy yeah. it.
6: And yep. then so, uh, I know, uh, like "Tie the Lion" is our last single, but actually, we're putting out a music video for a song called "Don't Shoot Me Down" as well. Right? So, yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, working on so, that. One now. Yeah. So that's my that's one of my favorite ones on the album. Don't shoot me down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
5: like, about to, it, I, I
6: like I like the heavier song.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Spoken it's, like a true super, drummer.
6: Yeah. Yeah. it's
5: Super. <laughs> it's super. Um. You know, it builds. It's just. It's just nothing but. Mm-hmm. You know suspenseful intro and to, i mean it just doesn't stop you know it's mm-hmm. just super
1: you know it's, there's it's a yeah
6: it,
5: there's, it, a, there's a section you know it's like a it's a mix between like a zz top and and like an old grunge song you know like mm-hmm. it's just it's just really cool um there's a second the guitar solo sort of you know stands stands up you know alone the band drops out and you know mm-hmm. there's like a guitar section in there and um builds back up again
6: super i like if you ever come to like, if you ever get a chance, and we're playing in your town, and you get to see a live show, we do a really cool. It's a long guitar guitar solo. It's really cool.
2: Yeah, it's a really. Uh... So you guys kind of break it down quietly in the back a little bit, and let <laughs> Buddy do his thing, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Come yeah. to Ohio, so I can see this. Come on, wow, hopefully, hopefully
6: soon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would that would be a dream. Yeah, great to see oh. you guys. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well we're man i'm i I'm can so bring at least five podcast. friends i have five friends i will bring them with me he only <laughs> has
0: five friends
2: <laughs> only yeah, I, that's, that's pretty good for that me that to that just really have good. i thought that was like i was doing all right that is
5: definitely more friends than i have so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you I have just, at least three band yeah. members that
5: are friends <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely
6: yeah.
5: yeah um but uh Man, I can't tell you how uh, how much we uh, thank you guys, you know, like we love you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
6: Thank
5: well, you for welcome. all work. You know.
0: You're welcome.
5: And um, yeah, so, yeah. You know. Brian's a, a
2: good it. talent scout. He finds all these great <laughs> fans like you guys, and we have <laughs> them yeah. on, and I'm like, who the hell are they? Then I'm like, oh, these guys are really good. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. can't remember
0: exactly how I came across you guys, but.
2: I, yeah. Did, it's all good on Facebook. Happen. Probably. Uh, it's I know, just important like,
0: that we came across you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jason, what was it that time of the show?
2: Hey, we normally, our regular podcast, I know you guys are on the video quick hitter, but the regular podcast, we do a fun little lightning round at the very end, just easy, entertaining type questions. If you guys want to do okay. it. Cool, sure. yeah. All right, don't overthink this stuff, guys. It's it's all okay. fun stuff, okay? All right, Mel, we'll start with you. What is okay. the first record that you've owned?
6: First record that I owned? Well, it's actually technically my dad's, but it's mm-hmm. the original Beatles Um it's it's actually i have all the original Beatle albums so still? i still yeah the the albums from the 60s wow um, but the one that i can think of is sergeant pepper
2: nice oh wow, nice yeah, yeah uh buddy yeah. what's the first concert you ever went to willie nelson
1: <laughs> really
2: <laughs> willie nelson yep yeah, at the florida theater
5: yeah you go with yeah. go with family yeah yeah i went with a really good uh uh actually my dad and and um a good uh, friend of his charlie we uh we went and um it was just so cool you know like he he must have threw like five or six bandanas in the crowd you know you know so that was uh that was just how cool old
2: experience. were you oh man i was probably i was probably like 10 or 11 okay
5: yeah, yeah, I right like, yeah,
2: yeah everybody I was, loves on the road again i mean every every kid everybody knows that song oh yeah 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 right? Super. oh yeah i knew it yeah. because the chipmunks covered cover that in the early yeah. 80s when, you know when i was a younger <laughs> dad yeah
5: yeah (laughs) but um yeah really uh yeah Willie nelson was my first
2: um melanie for you what is your favorite place to go see a concert
6: greek theater in los angeles
2: (laughs) oh the greek yes nice i
6: I love that theater i've seen over a hundred shows at the greek theater what's the
2: best show you saw there
6: surprisingly i would say 21 pilots really I'm not like, I, I listened to the music. I enjoyed yeah. the music, it, but the the show itself was amazing. They had the drum on a riser. They brought the drum out in the audience. The audience was carrying the drummer, like crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. They were energetic. It, they just put on an amazing, amazing show. And then my other favorite that I've seen there is, um, gosh, I've seen Robert Plant there. I've seen Incubus there. So probably my second favorite was Incubus's Um Anniversary to make yourself
2: okay. Good man, I I've never been there, but of course yeah, I'm well aware of. And I do have the the Jimmy Page and the Black Crows life from the Greek album, oh, and CD, man. and everything else, which is just <laughs> cla- just so good. Yeah, yeah, just so good, uh, buddy. For you, what's one concert venue that you want to play at? Um, probably the Albert Hall. What is it? the the uh
5: the uh the uh, royal albert hall oh royal albert hall over yeah, london but yeah. nice yeah.
6: i thought you were the stable our, center yeah.
2: the stable yeah. center everybody <laughs> yeah. would just
6: be out in l.a <laughs> yeah
2: yeah no royal um, albert i mean there's so many legendary acts and, and oh, recordings man. that have come out of that
5: green on their farewell tour mm-hmm. you know zeppelin and uh, two years later 1970 so you know that 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 really just uh that would that would be heavy i think you
2: know. the who i think the kinks like all these great just bands oh, have, have had stuff come out of there oh yeah super historic and i'm pretty sure i might have a killers or something that played royal albert really <laughs> the, the killers yeah i think it's a bootleg but yeah i think <laughs> if i'm remembering correctly, i haven't listened to that killers in a long time it's been yeah they've they've lost me with their last four cds but tell you what i was all in on sam's town when that thing came out. oh yeah I was, that's yeah. a great trick record Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, Melanie, give yeah. us a good recommendation. Brian and I come to visit Jacksonville. Where's a place we got to eat?
6: A place you got to eat. Um, let me think. A good place to eat. I would say, well, what kind of food? We like everything. You like everything. We're not picky. I do like this Italian restaurant called Rosalia's. It's actually mm-hmm. right near where I'm at. Another good place. It's, it's a family owned Italian restaurant.
2: Okay. Um, another it's not like one of those chain things like Olive Garden. It's actually legit Italian. It's, it's <laughs> nice. I mean, it's
6: not. Oh, my mom's Texas Roadhouse. Texas
2: Roadhouse. That's everywhere, mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom mom chooses Texas Roadhouse.
0: It has I something, got those we're, in Ohio. something I got we don't Florida. have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay,
6: Rosalia's. She, Rosalia's. It, yeah, I'd say Rosalia's. And there's a cool it's, it this is in St. Augustine, but there's like. Um, like there's like a taco shack. We like we like to eat at the taco shack. It's oh, it's yeah. cool. It's yeah. at the it's, yeah. It's it's a fun little outdoor. What's the go-to
2: at the taco shack?
6: Go-to at the taco shack. I like the California burrito, but that's
2: <laughs> What's what's in the California burrito? We got guac, we got avocado, I'm sure it's California. Avocado, <laughs>
6: rice. Um I usually go for um the steak, huh? um uh some peppers, some um beans. Usually black beans and it's good. We we like the taco shop.
2: Sounds yeah. sounds good to me. I'm i will would go for that burrito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. Recommend a good movie or TV show that's on a streaming service. Uh, or buddy, sorry, I called you Sam early, buddy. Oh, you're buddy. fine. Oh man, I, I love it you. just shows up on my screen <laughs> as Samuel. get distracted. Um, so a good movie or show? Yeah, that's streaming. Um, what should I check out in my free time? i
6: I think you're gonna say
2: what if
6: you say if you say open water i'm gonna hurt you (laughs) i mean
5: mean, like i have this i have this weird thing i don't really for some reason i don't really watch any like modern shows or like any sort of um you know like any any sort of like brand new movies i mean like i i don't know like i just um is there a classic show or
2: movie that you're into that's on a streaming service
5: you know what? Um, it's not really a classic. It's not really. Honestly, I literally feel like an idiot right now. I literally have no idea. I'm not a big movie <laughs> guy I, either, I, I, man. I'm, I'm just documentaries. documentaries.
0: He doesn't
6: watch like. He doesn't I, I actually
2: watch.
5: like. I actually like serial killer documentaries. So okay.
2: Actually, um, There's plenty of those. No, yeah. <laughs> I have no clue. All right, that's a you, that's what, a fine. That's you, a fine.
0: Go, Let me ask him real quick. Do you uh do you watch things like Woodstock or Nebworth, any classic concert, anything that's, that's a go-to? Oh, that the, um,
6: that that Leonard Skinner documentary. If I leave here tomorrow, it, mm-hmm. it's right. on Netflix. It's really super good. Yeah, yeah, I've
0: seen it. Yeah, yeah. Like I that's,
6: literally, um, I like I have this. I don't know what it is, but i I tend to watch the same thing over and over again for mm-hmm. like a couple yeah, of yeah. days. That's yeah. when you can do it too. Yeah. Muscle yeah, Shoals so,
0: documentary as well. Social. Yeah, yeah.
6: So I like would watch. I think I watched that over and over again for like two weeks.
5: <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, one for me would be uh the uh the, uh, the Woodstock documentary with um mm-hmm. yeah and uh it's kind of just kind of you know sitting back thinking about how all those guys just kind of casually went up there and played. You know, it's just incredible. So,
2: yeah. so did you guys see the Woodstock '99 documentary that came out on HBO? Yep. yep. So yep. when that came out, Brian and I had somebody on the podcast. Uh, her name is Heather Fink. Who as a teenager, like before senior high school, was at that. And she now works out in Hollywood, directs, does does audio. But we had her on to talk about the experiences and what really happened. And there's that there, is crazy. She confirmed a couple of things, but she absolutely had a lot of different perspective on how bad things might not have been. So if you like Woodstock 99, check out our podcast with Heather.
6: Well, no, I remember... I was a little kid and I was watching it live and I was like, oh my gosh, they're burning everything up. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> well, she spoke was, about like, hey, they started a fire, but they were more pissed that there was trash and crap mm-hmm. everywhere that wasn't picked up. So they thought they, her group said they thought they were helping. They grabbed the pile of trash and just lit it on fire. They weren't trying to be destructive.
6: I, wow. I, was, I was like too young to really kind of understand what was going on. But I, I always, cause I was like, as a little kid at like from three years old to like, whenever I was just like stuck glued to MTV and I was watching it. I was like oh everything's gay <laughs> it was a, uh, was it who, who's who was it the chili peppers that were playing
2: yeah and, and they started doing fire by jimmy hendrix and everything and then i kind
6: yeah
2: and just stuff when but it was real interesting i mean it was a good documentary and you kind of get pissed off at the, the you know the guys who, who did all that and like sanitary conditions bathrooms were bad and water was scarce yeah. but when you hear on some of the other stuff like about the assaults or really about some of the like it's a whole different perspective so check it out then we when you start talking about movies so buddy might not be for you for your movie guy but we did talk about like a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies oh really oh (laughs) man Predator Predator would probably he was a big fan of Arnold so we got all that Commando Predator you name it Predator would probably be my favorite you know that's uh, a great movie you so know good. just
5: the fact just the fact that this like beast of a man is i mean it just obviously like if you could just imagine if that were like a legit scenario how how terrified you would have to be i mean and he's just not even phased like he he's just he's yep. i mean you could know, tell he's scared but he's just like the fact that he knows that he has a chance against a badass alien is that's probably my favorite movie actually predator. So here's a
2: trivia question for you about predator. Do you know who originally played the predator that got fired in early on in filming? Um oh man, I actually believe it or not, I actually
5: wanted to dress up as the predator for Halloween when I was little. I used to I used to actually watch all these videos about the movie and the, and, the, and the and the um I know I think they had two guys play it. I'm not exactly The first
2: sure. guy ended up being very famous. Who got fired for being a complainer, Jean Claude Van Damme? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god! the original Predator and got fired a couple of days in the shooting because he whined a lot.
5: Wow. Yep. That's that's crazy.
2: And yeah, last bit of trivia on Predator: the helicopter at the end, when the helicopter picks them up, the helicopter right. pilot is the g- actor that played Predator. They gave him a cameo.
6: Oh, nice. Oh my
2: yep. gosh. There you go. I'm that's gonna not- go through my life being so proud that I have that.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. we are
2: fun and informative, educational <laughs> no, yeah. on this podcast. Yeah,
5: yeah. No, that's it's, so. My favorite part about Predator, maybe to close it out, would be when he's driving. When the you know, like as he's as he's being like flown out of there, the look like when the camera zooms in on his face, and he's got that look of like he's just been through hell and back twice. Like he's mm-hmm he's just like man i like i'm a man i'm a human being and i've i've like conquered this super like other work like he like he just has this like he's in shock Mm -hmm. that is so that was like chilling you know to
2: watch so i'm gonna i'll give you my predator theory then we absolutely will move on predator (laughs) is a prequel to commando really because they both play these soldiers of fortune sort of like special ops guys right and commando he alludes to all these crazy missions and stuff he was he was retired from that i like to think predator even though it came out later is a prequel to commando and that is the same character Dutch i can the see that in both movies i can see that that oh my gosh blew your mind
4: <laughs> you already got it
2: I'm a child of the 80s, so I've watched all those movies many times and oh, yeah. thought about them yeah. quite a bit, but that's yeah. that's how I look at that. Yeah. All right. Last question, and you guys are going to both get the same question. You both get the answer to okay. this one. Cool. Uh, Mel, we'll start with you ladies first. Um, what is a guilty pleasure artist or song for you?
6: Oh, I love the Goo Goo Dolls.
2: <laughs> Solid.
6: I've seen them play maybe like five, five times i i love the Goo Goo dolls i think because because before like it's not before, shameful
2: they've got some good it, stuff
6: because well a lot of because i think a lot of people think the Goo, Goo dolls are kind of like more like soft rock but they're mm-hmm. not because if you go back to like long way rock, down rock, off the rock, twister
2: yep. sound yeah i was right? gonna I love, say that yeah, that. yeah. That. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a rocker
6: it's it's almost kind of comedic because i like, i keep posting me singing that song it's a great, great like, song it's a great song i know So, like they, because they started out, they're like, they're a punk band. Yeah, they were. were, Yeah. So I love, I love the Goo Goo Dolls. That, that would probably be the most non like rock and roll thing that I listen to.
2: (laughs) I figured to throw the gospel stuff out since you listen to a lot of gospel.
6: I listen to a lot of gospel, like a lot of gospel drummers and they're, but I honestly, I couldn't name you one gospel song. So I, I enjoy the drumming. It's just, um, cause, my musical preference leans towards like rock music and and that kind of thing i mean i do i love like more like if i listen to like pop music i love pop music from like the 60s and 70s like i love paul simon Mm
1: -hmm.
6: you know and you know like a lot of motown stuff i listen to that and then i'll also listen to a lot of jazz but um most part i i like um rock 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 and roll hard rock you
2: know i saw No doubt in the Goo Goo Dolls before they were popular opened up for Bush when I was in college.
6: Oh, nice. I had no idea who either
2: band was, and neither of them had broke yet. And I'm like, wow, like, I was like, no doubt, interesting. Girls, cute. They may have something there. And six, (laughs) eight months later, all of a sudden, like, Just a Girl and Don't Speak all hit. And I was like, wow, I saw those guys. I have no idea who they were. (laughs) Yep.
6: Both both really good bands
2: yeah yeah i mean i liked it I and mean, the Google Goo dolls were fine like i was like hey these guys are pretty cool little little three-piece you know going on and yeah at the now defunct Hero arena in dayton ohio oh. Tonight, <laughs> <now>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right buddy last question you get the same one what is a guilty pleasure artist or song for you oh god a guilty pleasure um and you sharing. got like some crazy shit come on yeah okay you know what
5: I can literally only like only name like one song. Eminem, it's probably one of the most talented people on this globe. Sure. Uh, yeah. Hey. They just did a good job this oh, year, I mean it. I mean <laughs> what is <does I> <laughs> Mom
6: literally, gets the answer no, no, after a no, no, I'm, so like I'm So
5: serious. I'm so serious. This guy is is like such an inspiration for just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep, keep, keep trying to get better. Keep that's all he's ever done. That's mm-hmm. all
2: that man has ever done. Is his just race got us up out of poverty and the terrible, you know, family conditions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I completely, I, I'm like,
5: you know what, if, I mean, if you just listen to him, it's just like, how does someone do that? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, literally,
2: how does someone do that? Like, it's just ridiculous. Especially being a white dude in that genre and being exactly. like, successful like, it, and like respected. So and much confidence.
5: So much confidence. Yeah. I love his attitude. I love his confidence. I love his definitely an inspiration as far as always
2: he he you know. is who he is and doesn't care about anybody yeah else
5: he's, he's 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 like you know what like he's like he knows he could do this and he's gonna do it and he's always gonna get better at it because because he can you know yeah. and that and that's as far as guitar playing as far as you know musical inspiration for me that's that's somebody i'll look up to you know that's a good one like that's got, a respectful he's got he's got, he's got the right life, attitude but-
2: yeah, I wouldn't expect it to You're hear from me right from a rock attitude. guitar player, but I, I like yeah. it. I like that choice. He's good, All right, he's, he's, what, what's your yeah. mom say, Mel?
6: Oh, she likes Eminem. Eminem.
2: Okay, there you go, buddy, and mom, <laughs> I'm
6: Mama De, Delonzo she, uh, she gets it. She, she couldn't name you one song from Eminem, but she thinks she's hot. No, so. he sings <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yes. Did raps, you? Did you say he sings good? He raps. Well, he, he raps. raps I, I just said raps, my, raps. Well, Eminem, I like his. I like when he does rap battles. He's really. It's. It's because he. It, see back in it was cool because back you know maybe in the early 2000s like him and Limp Bizkit were trying to like kind of move rock and and rap to the front and kind of get pop music kind of that, the cheesy pop music that was like the Britney Spears and the boy bands mm-hmm. out and what they were doing it was really it was really cool what they were doing because they were just like we're gonna we're gonna kill this pop stuff and get real music back out there <laughs> so I I had to uh, I, I I mean I've listened to Eminem for, you know, since he first came out. So he, he's definitely very good. He's very good at writing his words. And,
2: Absolutely. Uh, and coming up with yeah. stuff like, you know, you alluded to with the yeah. rap battles on the spot and being yeah. able to get that flow. And Yeah, his, for me, for me, for his, me it's his attitude. It's his
6: his it's tracks his his are great. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love yeah.
5: his
6: tracks.
2: Well, yep. great answers! Hey guys, thanks for being on uh, the album, new album, your first album, "Close to the Sun" comes out on March first. March first. Where where can we go to buy this? Is it streaming? Is it physical? Where can we go to find out more about Fortune yeah. Child? Get your stuff. Find out when you're going on tour. It will um, be
6: on every streaming service: Apple Music, Spotify, all all that good stuff. Yeah.
5: Amazon. Amazon. Right. Whatever yeah. we got.
6: Yeah, oh, we're gonna track.
5: we're gonna try to push um we're gonna try to do a vinyl pressing actually. Um that, that's, oh, great yeah, that's another goal, you know, um something physical, you know, people to people to grab, you know. So so uh, you know, it's the first album, you know, and, and um we're just gonna try to get it out, you know, like any way we can. You know, if we play shows, we're gonna, you know, probably have some CDs and um but every single online, you know, platform you can think of.
2: And your website, fortunechild.com, has your links, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Your t- You yes, guys sir. look like you got to yep. have a TikTok.
6: Oh, yep. yeah. Um, yep, we have a TikTok.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got yes, it all. They, they've got it all. Well, we're you guys done. are awesome. I love what I heard Thank so you. far. I cannot wait till the first to check out the rest of the album. And, you know, best of luck to you guys. Brian? Thank you, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you so yeah. much to Melanie and Buddy, John and Christian from Fortune Child uh it's been a great time talking to you guys and we'll be watching very 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 closely any publicity that you need any help promotion whatever we're, we're right there so thank you so much for being on
5: You're very welcome oh thank you guys a lot
0: so thank you so much to uh melanie and buddy christian john from fortune child for uh having a chat with us uh, as we mentioned uh in the intro uh their producer kevin Els kevin elson uh, has worked with a lot of folks, uh, specifically, uh, Journey, um, Mr. Big, I, Mr. Big. Yeah. And what I didn't know, the buddy told us that he survived the, the Skinner plane crash. It's a,
2: insane. Insane. Yeah. Like, you know, I wanted to ask questions, but I didn't think that was probably appropriate. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, but, uh, like the buddy mentioned about how, like, you know, he's, his base cab used to, or, uh, Uh, John's bass cab used to um, belong to Leon Wilkerson from Skinner and Mm -hmm. he just made it sound like, you know, know, we're all Jacksonville people, you know, no big deal, (laughs) no big whoop. But that's cool, man. just
2: goes around and ends up in somebody's hands.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You know, just uh, regular people then, which they probably are. Isn't Derek Trucks from Jacksonville? Yep,
2: absolutely. Again, it's that Allman Brothers band influence right there, right?
0: Right. And uh, I uh, we were talking about the singles that have come out so far. So it was the first one was "Far," slow far. down, and then tie the line. Tie the um, line, which
2: just came out with their album coming out on the first of, of March. Close
0: to the sun, yeah. Um, slow down has been my favorite so far. Dude, Buddy's one hell of a guitar player. He guitar. really is. Like, He's like, doing some crap. nice
2: licks, some nice riffs out there. I'm I'm impressed. We got some slide work going on. Some just some real good guitar riffs. It's nice to see. A young dude embraced the guitar and mm-hmm. doing some great stuff with it.:
0: And I told them, and this from the heart, it's like one of them bands that I feel like a bond with like right away. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I want to do anything I can to help these guys. out for bunch, sure.
2: a bunch of a good young group going out there, and of course, Melanie has some really good experience, right? But everybody else is kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of I think this is the first shot, the, the big band for everybody.
0: But it sounds like they all got a good vibe together and they're, they're digging the, digging the chemistry there. It was a
2: love affair with John, the bass player slash keyboards. So everybody <laughs> was throwing compliments his way.
0: Yeah. And he doesn't have a whammy bar in his bass. He but doesn't that's have okay. a whammy that's bar. Okay. Sorry, Bryce. <laughs> Sorry, Bryce. <laughs> oh, so cool. So cool.
2: I'm looking um, forward to getting the album. As soon as yeah. it comes out on the first, listen to it right away. Cause I have liked the track so far. Uh, you know, we talked about in the intro. Dude, if you like 70s and 80s just rock, like arena rock, man, that's right up your
0: alley. Yeah, so you guys should get this record close to the sun coming out on Tuesday, the 1st. And it will keep the short and sweet for you. So remember, uh, uh, if I could remember, I'd tell you. But instead, I would just say Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
4: Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer.